And welcome to today's five-year-old special edition <laughs> of Verbal Discharge. Um, we were making assorted car noises. Hope you enjoyed those and hope you enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> Let's introduce ourselves. Who are we? Good morning, my name, or evening, or indeed afternoon, or good night. Whenever you're listening this. to this, really. Yeah, I mean, it's a podcast. It's a fluid process you, you're listening it's not a fluid process it, 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 it's it's a fluid finished product you could it's a yeah isn't it flows into your ears like a, a sexy radio a, liquid it's certainly a finished product but i wouldn't <laughs> go as far as to say this is a fluid finished product but come on let's yeah, so, who are we uh my name is robbie and today i'm particularly nervous as i mean this is going out on the friday and we're recording it's sort of friday afternoon and this friday evening at half eight p.m Wales' 50 most st- stylish men are being <laughs> unveiled. What? Um, and I'm really nervous. I think I've got a good chance this, this, is this year. A, is this a legitimate thing that's happening? Yep, yep. we the 50 most stylish men in Wales. Wales Online are unveiling the 50... <laughs> Wales Online? Wales Online, or, yeah, the offshoot of the Western Mail <laughs> newspaper, are unveiling Wales's 50 most stylish men tonight. And do you know what? I think I'm able to shout this year. I mean, I was narrowly snubbed last year, but... I think this year I've got a good shot. Is that a hard list to get onto? Oh yeah, hugely. Like you've got no idea. Like Tom oh. Jones, <laughs> Geffen Jones. Oh, I hadn't even considered um, Tom Jones. Yeah, he's a stylish gentleman. <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. They sometimes put her on and because then forty-seven other people wearing rugby tops. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dave from down the pub, <laughs> and he's covered in like bits of beer and crisp <laughs> bits of beer. But he's wearing like maybe, maybe a nice jacket to make us the top fifty. <laughs> Well, moving on, <laughs> who are we? Who are we? Um, I'm Jordan Reynolds, and I like to collect leather jackets from dead people I find on the street. Good to know. Good yeah, to good. know. Um, any, uh, any it's not recent... stealing if they're dead for longer than an hour. It's reclamation. Reclamation. So, <laughs> well, I, I but... wouldn't say because that would infer that you like lent them the yeah. jacket. <laughs> that that almost infers that I've murdered them for the jacket. It infers that you're giving people cursed jackets. <laughs> and remind me is... to never accept a jacket like from what you. Killed Hercules. Unless this is ah. what our taxpayers' money is being spent on jackets for home, cursed jackets for homeless people. Are you presuming that I'm like American Psycho and kill homeless people? I'm not presuming that. I, I know that for a fact. I walk into bars and just say, can I have a drink? And then when she turns her back, I want to breathe in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the... Um, I can't go, right, we're under three minutes, and obviously we've got our first mythology reference coming up now. <laughs> um, you are sort of how... I mean, I was always disappointed that the Disney adaptation of Hercules left out what happens after he's successful. Because oh, yeah. in the actual mythology, I can't remember which god, but someone drives him insane um, to the point. It's Hera. Hera that's drives the him one. Insane. And then he like rapes and kills his entire family in oh. this like glorious bloodbath. Yeah. And oh, then that's... he, and then he, 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 they let him sober up after that. And then he cries a lot. But the they, thing as you would, they, as see, you would, I suppose. They yeah. left that to the straight to VHS sequels that they inevitably <laughs> made because this is like Disney in the 90s. Did they, did they make a Hercules 2? Yeah, they oh, were, probably. No, there was the spin off series, wasn't there? They did a TV series spin off. Hunky Hurts, which I think was contest. set. <laughs> I think it was set in a it was set in a montage scene 
from the Hercules movie, and oh. they span it off and made like seventy episodes based around that. What about like him training to be a hero? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Was exactly. Danny DeVito in it again? Um, oh, I so hope he was. I don't think he was. No, sorry. You know, you know the um, centaur that he punches, and then, oh, the, yeah, and then yeah, the, yeah. the horseshoes come down and knock him out. Mm-hmm. That that centaur in the actual mythology, his blood. Um, he he tells I can't remember. It's not the same person. It's not Meg. It's not Megara. It's another woman that he's kidnapped and Hercules beats him up over. Right. And he says he will he will always be faithful for you as long as you put my blood on him. And and she's like, no, I'm not going to put your blood on him. But she on keeps him. yeah. Um, she she keeps she keeps this bucket of centaur blood anyway. And and, oh. and wait, wait <laughs> just to recap, when you say on him, do you mean like she has to adorn she, him with the blood, yeah. or she's always got to have some with her? No, yeah. no, no. She, on, on You're right, mate. Just keep this blood on you. <laughs> and um, and she's like, oh yeah, you know, Hercules is fine. And after a few years, she sort of she suddenly goes, actually, I think you might be playing around. So she gets <laughs> she, she gets some blood, smears it on this lovely cloak, and goes, here's a present, Hercules. And the and then the blood um, poisons him and kills him. Oh, okay. Aww. In unbelievable burning agony because it's also actually acid that's a standard valentine's day then anyway um other person who oh, are yeah. you you have oh, yeah i realized we yet. didn't even get to this nope um i'm james i've never worn a cursed jacket as far as i'm aware well there was that one when i raided at... uh Carnoon's wardrobe <laughs> but maybe... i don't know if i can talk about that due to certain legal issues maybe if you were to wear a cursed jacket you might be a contender for wales as most stylish man <laughs> Tutankhamun. Oh, I did a whole primary school thing. I did like back then. I did a whole A3 sheet on Tutankhamun and Tutankhamun's curse. And for me, that was like writing an entire novel. (laughs) That A3 page took me like four weeks. Mm. I remember when I was in year five, um, we watched a. It was like a Channel Five documentary on Tutankhamun in the lesson because the teacher was off doing whatever. And I remember it said, like, they spent the whole program building up to saying, we're going to show how Tutankhamun died. We're going to show it live. I remember this documentary. And do you? Yeah. yeah. The and Tutankhamun live on air. They kept showing, like, clips of this guy, this actor who was playing Tutankhamun, and it was sort of like him. Wasn't he always on a chariot or something like that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it would be, like, weird close-ups of him that wanted to be shot in such a way that you wouldn't notice it's not actually Tutankhamun. <laughs> <laughs> like, on the off as, chance. As though there's any ambiguity there. <laughs> as on the off chance, yeah, someone might see it and think, hold on, hold on. I imagine every time he appears on screen, there's a little disclaimer just appearing at the bottom, <laughs> not the actual visage of Tutankhamun. Oh, Reconstruction. Like, yeah, like they do on, um, what is it? Crime, crime Watch. Yeah, That's exactly. Crime Watch. This <laughs> woman, it. we didn't actually film her being beaten to death. <laughs> do you, do you think we can get a Crime Watch on Tutankhamun? On like the, the greatest rapes and pillages of the Egyptian era. <laughs> If that isn't a title for the show, straight away there. <laughs> um, no, so this this program, I remember it then ending. They've been building up and building up and building up, and then the woman, like it was a voiceover presenting it, kind of went, "And now we're going to show you how Tundun Carmoon died." And it was literally just cut to then he was riding on a horse, and there's no comment. I remember no, there's like music playing. It's like like a Ridley Scott film, right? Like there's <laughs> soaring music. Uh, and then it just he falls off his horse unceremoniously, and it stays in like the master shot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we just see this bloke in this silly hat fall off a horse, and the horse like stands on his head, what, what? and it goes, "This is how he died." And yeah. it just like a, a professor saying, 
Hello, well, Turtle Carmoon would have been hit in the head. He was probably he probably fell off a horse, and you think in that word probably you've just undone the whole program and the whole that, hour of hype. That's what gets me with that, that that program. That entire documentary was riding on the fact that he had like a hairline crack in his skull after like mm. three thousand years. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you think we... like it would break over time. Like that, that skull has been sitting around for quite a while. Yeah, but it's been under, I don't know, layers and layers of wrapping and his, his huge sarcophagus or whatever it was. Yeah, but, I mean, that means nothing. I remember having a pass-the-parcel gift when I was six, and that got, <laughs> that got pretty... It was a mug, and handle fell off during the process. So, I mean, layers really? of wrapping means nothing. Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. We, we've cracked that case. A oh, bit like Tutankhamun's skull. And the mug. And the mug. <laughs> Did anyone get that big Tutankhamun exhibition come round? I think I must have been in, like, year <laughs> seven. Do you just round to you your house? Remember that? It, it came round, like, all the big venues around all sorts of places in Britain. Oh, yeah. I, I think. I, I went yeah, to that, yeah, yeah. and I saw his sarcophagus. And I, seriously, even though I was only about 11, maybe 12 years old, I thought, if I, if I could just take, like, the lid off this, and take it and sell it, I would be set for life. It's just <laughs> gold. Mm. It's insane. I've never seen so much gold because it is just, it's a sarcophagus of I mean, gold. It's also quite a hot item as well. You'd struggle to, you know, put yeah. it on eBay <laughs> without anyone noticing. Set, you'd be set for life as in a life sentence. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be away. You'd be with the boys. As you know, how old would you be in year seven? Would you be over the age of criminal responsibility, wouldn't you? I don't know. 11, yeah. yeah, you'd be 11, 12-ish. Yeah, so, and if 10's the in age of... Juvie, yeah. But don't worry, I, it's already on the black market. <laughs> do, do you think they'd crack the whip or they'd be a bit understanding in that circumstance? Because surely if someone took part of Tutankhamun's sarcophagus, you'd, you'd assume that they weren't quite aware of what they were doing. No. Or maybe they were if no, they were. They're, uh... Yeah, they're totally aware of what they're doing, aren't they? They're taking one of the single most valuable artefacts but in then, the history yeah, of the I, world. Yeah, but I think there's a difference between like a cat burglar creaking in in the dead of night and he's he's using those cutty things from spy movies, I assume, <laughs> so he can oh, like a laser pointer. Yeah. And then, yeah. he, then he ropes down and repels and there's laser trip wires and then he gets it. But what I'm saying is there's a difference between that and some guy in year seven, like, trying to bridle the gap and just <laughs> flog it on eBay. And interestingly enough, I do have a piece of the pyramid at home. What? The pyramids. Wait, what? Yeah, what? Um, basically, my girlfriend's stepdad... He was went, a slave went, who went, built no, the pyramid. He went, he went on honeymoon to Egypt. And, they and went, just they jacked went to, a bit of a pyramid. He went, they were allowed to stand on the pyramids. For a, for a wedding picture thing, a honeymoon okay. picture thing, right? And you know he had his hands, but he just took a bit of the pyramid, came back, gave a bit to gave a bit to my girlfriend, gave a bit to me. <laughs> Brilliant! Brilliant. I, I have a piece of the pyramid. I shouldn't have said this. No, no, that, no, no, no but okay. like he's not just breaking a bit off for his daughter or whatever, is he? That's he's true. he's breaking it off for everyone he meets. Like if he, <laughs> Dave down the pub, who's where was his forty eighth to best dressed man. <laughs> Probably got a lump Interestingly, from his, one of his best friends is called Dave, so that's quite relevant. <laughs> he, what a coincidence. He, does he go down the pub and cover himself in crisps and beer? Um, he's probably done a lot worse than that, knowing Dave, actually. I, <laughs> I apologise if you're listening, Dave. <laughs> oh, Dave, wherever you are, we hope that you're listening and we hope you're enjoying. And we will point you towards, in the direction of Tutankhamun's sarcophagus, so that you can potentially steal it uh, as we steal your next hour potentially of your your life although you can multitask i mean i want to make that clear mm. um we're not going to make you exclusively listen to us uh but as you continue to please listen to that was a really roundabout way of just saying verbal discharge winston churchill we will listen to discharge on the beaches 
fuck is that? <laughs> so, guys, do you know what it's time for? What time What's it is it? Time for James? It's time to play pin the cause of death on the celebrity. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. ITV's now, latest late night concept with our host Philip Schofield, the child murderer. <laughs> Oh, it's only a matter of time until he sues us. Speaking of suing <laughs> us, I say some pretty outlandish things in that in this coming segment, so brace yourselves for that. Now, you two over there have got yourself an envelope. Feel we free have. to uh, get out the contents now. Okay. okay. Um, what you've got in there, ten slips of paper. Five of them, you open okay, it, no, Sorry, I just feel it's it's like the Oscars at the moment, isn't it? Except like, I'm, no one can I'm see you opening the envelope. Yeah, no, <laughs> the, the Oscar goes to... Am I allowed to read the cards? Oh, yeah, you can look at all of them. Okay, no, just get just empty them it's all a out. Picture of a toilet. <laughs> if only that happened when they announced best picture on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, what you've got in there are ten pictures. You've got five pictures of celebrities mm-hmm. and five pictures of causes of death. <laughs> okay. Now, all you've got to do <laughs> is link the pictures of the celebrities to the causes of death. Right. Well, there's a picture of Christopher Walken who isn't <laughs> dead. Ah, you see, I was Unless wondering... He's a cause you... of death. Christopher Walken is a cause of death. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm going to say some outlandish things that is may this... or not get us right. sued. Is, is this like someone heard your impression and just had enough? <laughs> no, these are all legitimate. These, these are all honest to God. Feel free to, just for our listeners at home, we can post pictures of these so you can play along if you want to. <laughs> D- describe what we've got here. Um, okay, so we've got a picture of Christopher Walken, uh, a picture of a toilet... A picture of a tortoise. Yeah. Yep. Um, some and eye drops. Some eye drops on the cause of death. Well, hold on. If we we number these off, so we've got four there causes of death, and then what's that one? That's, the one that's, close to that you, look, That looks like someone giving somebody a traffic ticket. Oh yeah, I couldn't find that. Is meant to represent a speeding ticket. Ah, speeding okay. ticket. Okay. And so then it's... along there, any idea of these celebrities at all? Um, that's a a, a Greek bloke. Oh, a that is Aeschylus. Aeschylus. Okay, the, so got Aeschylus. The, the Greek playwright. Okay, was he killed by the Torsos? What makes you say that? Um, I don't know, it sort of rings a bell. Sounds um, like a Greek thing to do. Tortoise no, in the he, get, he was killed by a um, falling tortoise that was dropped by a vulture. Was it a oh, vulture? yeah, no, I've heard this. This is, this is fantastically correct. I'm very happy that you got that one so quickly. Um, Aeschylus was officially documented as dying when he was making a return journey to the city of, I think it's pronounced Gala, which is in Sicily, um, and an eagle dropped it on his head, assuming that his bald head was a rock yes. that could mm. be used to smash the turtle shell <laughs> to to uh, access its delicious insides. So that's one. Aeschylus was killed by a falling turtle. Is that a picture of James Dean? That is a picture of James, James Dean. Dean. Okay. Um, James Dean, was he killed by Christopher Walken? He was not killed by Christopher Walken. Was he killed by a toilet? Why? You can't just go through them like this, Rob. There was the former King of England that died. I've forgotten which one it was, but it was one of them he had a number after his name and probably a first name as well. Um, but he was on the toilet doing a bit of a poo, at which point... <laughs> doing just a bit of one, not a, a, not a full one. poo. I don't know how sizable it was. Like like an eighth of a poo. At which point there was... The upteenth <laughs> of a turd. There was like, a um... fraction of a shit. <laughs> I'll stop. Go How on. many synonyms are there? Yeah. At which point, a rebel of some kind, they were fighting some war, so I can't remember when it was, um, who'd been waiting in his toilet for like a week. He'd been sort of waiting in the sewers. He'd found his way in um, and he'd been waiting there underneath 
um, at which point this king is stabbed up the bottom um, oh, and bled yeah. out to death through yeah. it. That's a hell of a way I've heard, to go. I've heard of that one as well. I forget which king it is. Um, maybe I should know this, but... On, on interesting causes of death, it wasn't a celebrity, but a man in a um, cafe in, I think it was Rome. I'm okay. pretty sure it was Rome. Was killed by a flying lamb shank when the oven exploded. Wow. Hmm. That's a way to die. Yeah. Being killed Hit by straight a, in the throat. A bit of lamb. Yeah. I'd like it if he was a vegetarian as well. <laughs> well I mean, no, that that's probably offended our vegetarian <laughs> listeners. As as myself. Um and maybe Robbie. But I, I'm I'm suitably unoffended. So if you could please just say something to offend me personally, I would appreciate that. <laughs> we'll we'll save that for after the show. Um but what yeah. else we've got here, just to fill in these other blanks. The smiley, smiley bowtie man. Mm-hmm. That is the American playwright Tennessee Williams. Ah, okay. Tennessee Williams. Yeah. Um, the other ones you've got there, the one of the woman in the kind of dress looking whimsically over to the side. Yeah. Uh, the one that's closest to you, yep. Bobby. That is Lupe Velez, who right. is a Mexican actress. Okay. And the other one you've got is an American actress, Natalie Wood. Did Lu- oh, okay. Did Lupe Velez die via eye drops because she was allergic to them? No. Oh. No, no, um, no, 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 no. Well, did, did one of them get, like, they were pulled over to get a parking ticket, at which point they pulled their car over the side of a, a <laughs> cliff or it crashed into something? Or James one Dean. The... Was James Dean? That sounds like a James Deanish thing to do I'll... if you're going too fast. You're on, you're on the right lines. You know what? We, we, we'll, we'll elaborate there. I'll allow okay. that. James Dean does match the parking ticket. Okay, um, great. James Dean died when he was pulled over on a Californian road um, right. for driving 65 miles per hour in a 50-mile-per-hour zone. Mm-hmm. Um, rebel, and he had his, his passengers, a few of his mates, in the car. So they received the ticket, sort of took it on the chin, and then they were driving away, um, and as soon as the policeman was out of sight, they sped up, uh, hit 85 miles per hour, and also had a head-on collision with another vehicle. Ah. Um, and then James Dean d- uh, sustained a bunch of injuries and died on the side of the road. Um, and his last words were reportedly, that guy's going to stop. He'll see us. <laughs> <laughs> and then he didn't. And then he died. Was, so, when he was pulled over by the, the car, was there a moment where they all kind of hide whatever they've been doing um, and they have to look really uncomfortably and the policeman just kind of, who's played by like a, a, a well-regarded character actor, kind of peers in and then kind of <laughs> turns to the camera and goes, huh. Expression and then walks off. I was kind of hoping that James Dean would have died being bludgeoned to death by Elvis Presley. That was very, very specific. I, I, have, a, I have a poster in my room of, uh, <laughs> of James of Dean El- being bludgeoned to of death. Elvis Presley and James Dean having a boxing match. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's actually quite interesting. I like that. They're, they're, it's very suitably not, 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 not pun. Not it's not a pun, but what is it? It's topical because on their shorts, James Dean's got Rebel. And uh, Elvis Presley has got King, which I uh, thought was a nice little touch. Another yeah. fun little factoid about the death of James Dean. One of the passengers in the car was a photographer who was mm. meant to be covering a series of races that James Dean was due to be in that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, he got out of the crash more or less unscathed. I think he had like a damaged ankle or something. Right. But obviously being a photographer thought, Oh, I can be the first photographer on the scene to James Dean's death. <laughs> so we got out of the car and just took pictures of the crash and wow. pictures of the dying James Dean. Wow. And we won't post those alongside the blog because they're no. fairly grisly. I, I didn't know there were pictures of James Dean's death. 
they probably are. I really should have checked whether or not they're actually <laughs> available online before doing. Oh, this everything's thing. available somewhere. So online. was right. Was Tennessee Williams killed by Christopher Walken? Did he see a bad performance? Walk I'm, off stage or something? Walk out? I'm afraid on that isn't correct. Okay. So just to recap, what you've got there? I thought it was gonna be like like Batman's origin stories that he was watching Christopher Walken murder like one of his plays. At which point he heads outside and is shot by a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> And then goes on to become the Batman. Just to um, recap where we are with these, uh, the ones you've got left are Lupe Velez, the Mexican actress, Natalie Wood, the American actress, and Tennessee Williams, the American playwright. And the remaining causes of death you have are the eye drops, the toilet, and Christopher Walken. (laughs) Now, there's a setup for a sitcom, if I've ever heard one. one No, it's it's Cluedo, isn't it? It's Christopher Walken with the eye drops in the toilet. In the library. Did Tennessee Williams die because he drank the eye drops? They are they are correct. Uh, they are correctly linked, but he didn't drink them. He was in a hotel room um putting some eye drops in and somehow managed to accidentally swallow the lid from the eyedropper bottle and he choked to death on it. Oh. oh. Yeah. God, sometimes the ways pe- way people die, it makes you wonder. It's like it could come for you anytime. <laughs> That's what I want people to walk away from this podcast <laughs> feeling that they could die here's a, uh, with, uh, without a moment's notice. Here's another one for the more contemporary audience. Some um, student from Portsmouth University came back home a couple of weeks back, okay. had his laptop in, on, on his bed, and he was doing his laptop and he fell asleep and the laptop didn't get enough air, set fire. Um, the carbon monoxide kept him unconscious and he burned to death in his flaming bed. Ooh, Lord. It comes for you anytime, people. <laughs> your, your iPod could literally explode right now Actually, and take iPods you out. Actually, save people's lives. Do they? Go on, give us an example. Got, why, why do I know so much about death and this sort of stuff? There was a girl who would have um, been completely killed by a lightning strike sitting under a tree listening to her music. But when the lightning hit her, it travelled down her earphones and exploded her iPod instead of her heart or anything like that. Ooh. And, I mean, if Apple do want to send us money for that endorsement, feel free. <laughs> but no, come on. We've, okay, we've yeah. got, we, we've got Toilet to... and Christopher Walken. So was um, Victoria Wood... No, not Victoria Wood, Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood, that's a different person. Victoria Wood isn't dead yet, somehow. Um, so Natalie Wood, was she killed by Christopher Walken because they're both Western a- American actresses? Um, and were they in some, I don't know, some sort of relationship? Did, did she strangle her to death during a sex crime? No. This is this is one of the reasons why I'm a little bit wary of this segment. Okay. Admittedly, this is a theory. Okay. Right. So, but but you are right. Natalie Ward is linked to Christopher Walken. Now, um, they were on the set of filming what would ultimately become her final film, which yep. was Brainstorm. Uh, this was in na- oh, that's unfortunately yeah. titled. This was in 1981. And okay. while they were on, um, or in between uh, shooting days, when they were filming... Shoot it, oh. Is this where this is going? Shooting days? No, no, no. As in just I know, when, they were, I, when I they were recording. I, I know, I know. I just had to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in between shooting days, Christopher Walken and his co-star, Natalie Ward, they're off on the boat. They're, they're, they're on a, a, a wonderful cruise. and Well, they're not on a cruise, but basically they're on a boat and they're enjoying themselves. Um, and basically, uh, Natalie Wood's corpse turned up um, in the water and it was originally written off that she had drowned. It was presumed that she'd drunken a bit too much mm-hmm. or drank or basically yeah. she was on the piss, fell into the water and drowned. Or so was the theory at the time. However... 
in November 2011, right. the case was reopened. Um, and it was felt that there were a few things that were overlooked regarding her death, um, mainly including that the captain of ship, that, sorry, the captain of the ship at the time, mm -hmm. has outright stated that he lied to the police about some of the circumstances surrounding her death. Um, mm -hmm. It was found that there were several, um, I think, like painkillers and substances and things in her body, and there were um, very bizarre bruises all over her body and things, and her death is now officially recognised as being uh, not clearly established. Uh. The cause of her death is now recognised as being unknown. And I mean, I'm not... Well, I am. I'm, I'm not saying that Christopher Walken killed a woman. All I'm saying is that Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. <laughs> who haven't, you know, who amongst us haven't done things we regret, including <laughs> killing, murdering, yeah. murdering actresses? <laughs> was she walking on water? She was walking on sunshine, which was his. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, no. No, because well, was pretty shoddy. Because what I was doing was actually what I did there, James, was I made an actual potential attempt at a joke, which wasn't very good, but I still made the joke. What oh no, you no, did, I, I clocked. Yeah, what you did instead was to take my joke and to word it in a way in which it was no longer relevant, even if it referred to a <laughs> pop culture reference. Um, I, I could I have potentially this. continued on that theme and began to do a riff on Jesus, but I decided not to. I'll um, because I'll, I'll because be honest, instead, Robbie, it was a joke. Yeah, <laughs> I realised it was a joke. It just wasn't a good one. It's okay, Robbie. It's okay. We we should know what to expect from this by now. Um, the last one we've got there, obviously, filling it in. That's Lupe Velez yep. and the toilet. Okay. Um, I'll quickly breeze through this. Basically, she had a child out of wedlock and decided Ooh. she couldn't live with the shame. She wanted to kill herself. Okay. So she locked herself in a room one night, covered her bed in flowers and took 80 sleeping pills, intending to overdose on them and be found in her bed, surrounded by flowers, in a very, very peaceful suicide, effectively. Okay. However, after taking 80 sleeping pills, she realised... I know where this is going. Oh, I need to be sick. So she goes to the toilet to be sick. <laughs> the 80 sleeping oh. pills hit her. As she's vomiting into the toilet, her head collapses into it. While she's unconscious, she drowns to death in the toilet. And that was how that... that did not go the way she wanted it. To. Oh no, not at all. They walk in in the morning, go, oh, so they've left flowers all over the bed. That's strange. And then, and then oh, the cleaning lady goes into the toilet. There's a dead Mexican actress on you on your loo. <laughs> God, I hate it when that happens. You wake like... up in the morning, going for your shower. Oh God, third time this week. Yeah. There's a Mexican actress dead in the toilet. <laughs> she looks. She looks very. You know, she doesn't look like she was upset in this picture. That's, was, a, that's a shame. That's a crying shame. That's probably her when she was still arranging the flowers. This is moments later when she has her head stuck down the bowl. She looks very thoughtful. So there we go. To be honest, you got you cracked that one uh, a little bit quicker than yeah. I thought you were going to. But fair enough. Well, well done to the two of you. Thank uh, you. Our knowledge of celebrity deaths. And if I mean any of our listeners have been playing along at home, I, I hope you did fairly well as well. <laughs> Just out of interest, while we're on the death subject, has mm -hmm. anyone else got any strange deaths that they know um, of? The woman that sung Fairy Tale in New York, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head again because I'm having just a day of blanks today, um, she was run over by a speedboat. Which oh. was, and it was on land. She was run over by a speedboat on land. How? Um, I think someone was trying to get it started. I don't know if she was lying. <laughs> was she lying under it or something? I don't know. 
Excuse me, woman who briefly sung with the Pogues. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to start this speedboat. Yeah, you might want to get out the way, but she was in the Pogues, so presumably she was just hammered at oh, this point. Oh, do you point. think it's like like sort of the hose gag, whereby someone stands on the hose and then unleashes it? Like the guy was, it actually couldn't. He went, ah, can you have a look at me fan? And then at which point she sticks her head in and is like, no, it isn't working. I wish I just chops her head off. Is anyone else familiar with the best method lawyer in the world? The, the what? I, I, this is a name I've given him. Um, he was trying to prove that his client wasn't a murderer mm-hmm. and that um, that the victim in question had actually taken a gun and shot themselves in the head. Right. Yeah. And to demonstrate this, he took his own gun and said, look, it's as simple as this. And then in front of the entire courtroom, shot himself in the head. <laughs> well, there's a if way I'm, to do it, I suppose. If I'm correct, you told the story on episode six. How do you these things i don't even remember that i told anyone. i remember <laughs> i'm pretty sure i remember you mentioning this i think i'm taking a pun to episode six uh, which would have been the greatest rap battle in history um is this the part where we cue like sort of harp music and we whimsically cast back to those weeks <laughs> ago which <laughs> jordan tells the story oh. Oh, there's, there's there's plenty though if you watch horrible histories on the stupid deaths mm. th- th- those are always good stupid deaths are wonderful oh. I, I really really enjoy people dying in bizarre ways there's, there's an entire book dedicated to it um, I can't remember it's not the it's darwin called. awards is it <laughs> no 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 honest to god the darwin, darwin awards, awards are a series of awards that are given out each year to people around the world who have died in the stupidest ways why how did darwin die why where does it get his name Oh, it's based on Darwin's idea of evolution in as much mm. as survival of the fittest. Oh, and the right. idea is these people are all just imbeciles <laughs> and they've been left behind by our species. There was, a, there was a thief trying to get into the apartment below him. I think it was in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. He's trying and, to get into the apartment below him. They've got balconies. It must have been one of the better areas because, you know, Tokyo is quite crowded. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to get to a few balconies below him. So he thought, I'll just I'll hang off my balcony and jump and swing my legs into the balcony below. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Instead, he fell about six stories because he's quite high up. And then he managed to swing his legs into another balcony. But at that point, the momentum was taking him quite fast. As and it, as it, it separated his legs from the rest of his body. Ooh. <laughs> the, the, the other half of his body. The, so his legs was on this poor person's balcony. They just found someone's legs on their balcony when they went <laughs> out. And the other half of him was on the street below. Wow. You know, I don't know what it says about like my outlook on life and death. When I feel more sorry there for the person who found, found the legs, <laughs> I, 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 I never saw any pictures, so I don't know. But I thought, I thought it may be quite entertaining if he was like hanging by his intestines like a bungee rope, <laughs> <laughs> and he's flopping up and down and all over the show. There was there was another guy just on the robbery theme in America who tried to ro- uh, rob a gun shop, and he had like loads in his arms as he was, eat- and he began to run because the police turned up. Um, at which point he's just going through the door. Uh, he slips over and fires two of them. Like he's left, the, he's got the safety off them. Fires two straight for his head and dies. See that—that's the problem with running away with armfuls of guns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you'd have thought, would you? I don't know. I've never bought a gun, but wouldn't you box them up or something? Like when you I would, buy electronics, surely you'd they, package. You'd wrap them with a newspaper. I, at I least I saw this like on fish and chips. Yeah. I saw this on yeah. what the interested sites on Google's Maps. I don't think they do box them up actually, because there's a there's a bloke somewhere in America, probably in Texas, um, where he's just walking across the street, come out of a gun shop, mm-hmm. and he's just walking out the street with like I'm talking about light machine guns, something you carry in both hands, just oh, walking across the street with it. 
Oh, America, there what are you like? An excellent um, Michael Moore back when he used to do good documentaries made uh, Bowling for Columbine, which is all about the... It, yeah. It was based around the Columbine massacre, but it focused more on American gun control. And the documentary opens where there's a bank, I think it's in Texas, of course it's in Texas, where if you take out an account with their bank, they'll give you a rifle. Oh. And he goes along to this bank and gives them like $15, which is their minimum sort of opening an account with them. And they just give him a rifle and let him go on his way. What? And, yeah. And it's... You, yeah, welcome to our bank. Here's your rifle. It's like you see all the stuff with the NRA and so on promote, and this is the uh, National Rifle Association rather than the National Radio Association, um, <laughs> who are, yeah, it's when you see them and they'll have like, uh, I remember seeing an article on their website entitled, At What Age Should You Buy Your Child Your First Gun? And the conclusion was seven. Yes, I've oh seen this article. I've seen goodness. this article. There's Which a, is incredible. There's a lot of weird things when you look at um, gun rights in America and that sort of stuff. Yeah. The, the sort of associations that have been built up around. Everybody should have a gun. <laughs> it's it's the, the argument as well, that, and I've seen the NRA purport this as well, yeah. where they say, oh, there was such and such a tragedy as there is every other bloody day in America. And they always make the argument of, oh, if only more people there were armed, <laughs> that they could have stopped it. No, you can't just... You can't take a problem of too many people having guns and solve it by just giving everyone more guns. Because then you give more guns to people that shouldn't have guns. And, and like, no one should have guns. And yeah, exactly. If no one's had the taste for violence in that way, then no one will ever want to gorge on the delicious feast that is massacring a school. <laughs> and on I, that, I, wanna, I don't want to say bombshell. I, I want to <laughs> say like caliber round. <laughs> Like, on that full metal jacket, hollowed out thing... Hollow <laughs> hollowed out thing. Let's, let's shoot up this school. That was a fun massacre. So, Robbie, what have we got next? Okay, so we've got next a thing. Um, my favorite. I was recently on BuzzFeed, everyone's favorite me website. Clickbait website. Uh, yeah, and I saw a quiz because you know sometimes they do quizzes, and I thought, hey, that's a great quiz. Why don't we do that quiz? You're okay? doing okay. a BuzzFeed quiz. We do. I'm doing uh, a BuzzFeed quiz. Uh, James right. had a rant about clickbait. Of, I don't know. Did we ever? Was that one we released? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, um, I, I just don't like BuzzFeed. <laughs> I just I, I have a burning, burning resentment for it. From what I understand, it has different colours that do different things, but... Ah! Um, sorry, <laughs> it has different <laughs> colours that do different things. But I don't understand, there's like BuzzFeed yellow, BuzzFeed... But I'm just going to pretend that I didn't almost destroy the microphone. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that in. I mean, initially... The thing is, when you do that, I instinctively think, OK, I've got a clear edit point there. Yeah. And I think, no, just, just, leave, just, it leave, it just leave it in. Just leave it in. I'm... Yeah, so basically, if, I was on... If we are doing this, and I'm more than happy to go along with the segment, but over the course, as we talk more and more about BuzzFeed, I need you to be aware that I may devolve into some form of ape and just start hurling my own feces through the studio. As long as we're all okay with that, then let's go on. Okay, so this quiz. Um, this quiz I came across on BuzzFeed, because sometimes I do quizzes on BuzzFeed. Um, it is called, Which Movie MacGuffin Are You? All right, So are okay. we all familiar with the term MacGuffin? I am not. 
James, are you? Am I right in thinking that these are a bit like yeah. McMuffins? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. No, it's like an object um, that the character is chasing or desiring. It's something that exists only to move the plot on. Oh, like the One Ring. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. There okay. you go. That's what I got then. It was a to- a toyn. It was a term. It was coined- a toyn. <laughs> coined by Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock himself. Uh, he said, "This is the quote. This is where the story comes from." I'm not going to do a Hitchcock impression because I can't. I can't do impressions. Alfred Hitchcock. That's kind of how he spoke. <laughs> Neither can you. It might be a Scottish name taken from a story about two men on the train. One man says, what's that package up there in the baggage rack? And the other answers, oh, that's a MacGuffin. The first asks, what's a MacGuffin? Well, the other man says, it's apparatus for trapping lions in the Scottish Highlands. The first man says, but there are no lions in the Scottish Highlands. The other one answers, well then, that's no MacGuffin. You see that a MacGuffin is actually nothing at all. That's the quote where Hitchcock coined the term. Uh, but basically, oh. it's any object. W- I don't quite understand what he's talking about there. No, I <laughs> understand it, what it, it's sort Hitchcock of a, I, I suppose, an object of your desire type yeah. of deal. And often it'll be a person or something instead. It'll be sometimes even an abstract concept. The meaning of life. Exactly. Yeah. Be a MacGuffin? Yeah. Anything could be a MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah that, that's it. That, that's. That could qualify. I really want to taste the gravel on the roads Let of me East Yorkshire. <laughs> consult the MacGuffin manual, the operating guide. It's like it's a the digital manual now. It's like a Pokedex. Yep. <laughs> gravel. MacGuffin po- man. <laughs> gravel. The rock type MacGuffin. Yeah. Mo- moving things along. Yeah, well, okay. Let's crack yeah. on so with let's the Let's get on with the first question in the which movie MacGuffin are you quiz. Okay. So I want you both to give a different answer, and I'll take a note of your answer once I can find my pen. Um, but what if but, I don't okay. want to give a different answer? Well, you and Jordan can give answer, whatever answer you want to give. All right. Okay. Um, and I'll find out what you each are. What do you enjoy doing on your day off? Do you... Okay, we've got the options here on the little squares. Okay. Do you enjoy being a sled? Beeping. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a bit citizen... Glowing yeah. brightly, practising drumming, flying around a field in North England... Or dying? I'll fly okay. around a field in North England. Okay. And, I'll and Jordan? Practice drumming. Excellent. Excellent. Those are two fine choices. Is that whiplash? What is your, what is your greatest aspiration? <laughs> the flying is Kez. What is your greatest aspiration? To mean the world to Charles Foster Kane? <laughs> to continue being a suitcase? To be really good at drumming? To fly pretty high? Or to be Prime Minister and not be dead? To mean the world to Charles. I'm going to okay. say to fly pretty high because I really like the movie Kez, <laughs> which I assume that is. Oh, God, if it isn't, if it's just a film about like someone from like Yorkshire who loses a balloon or something, I'll be so irate. <laughs> which could easily have been the plot of Kez. I mean, that could be why everyone's miserable because they've all lost their... I love Kez. I'm really I'm not... northern, sir. And I... He wasn't even Scouse, was he, in no. the film? No, he's just sort of a bit like this. Like when they showed that, that was Scouse. What are you doing, Combo? <laughs> Milky. When, when they showed <laughs> When they showed Kez in America, they had to put subtitles on because the northern accents were so thick. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise okay. me at all. Dream uh, describe your dream partner as in like romantic partner. Well, this is gonna get me in trouble. Oh, and not like <laughs> not like that guy that I sometimes explore dreams with. <laughs> like like, like we're, we're, we're we're cops, we're officers. Like, oh you're my dream partner. <laughs> He's my goddamn dream partner. 
I don't know what voice that was. Anyway, go I don't on, know what face like. that was you were pulling either. I wish I wish the audience could see that one. But... <laughs> a sexy lady sled. <laughs> a, a sexy lady suitcase. A sexy lady concept of greatness. A sexy lady kestrel. Or... <laughs> it is cash. <laughs> or a sexy lady MP. A sexy... Oh, I've forgotten what the... Sexy concept of greatness. I'm going to okay. go for a sexy lady MP. Okay, um, <laughs> that's also my, that's actually what I'm what I'm into. Um, <laughs> what's your favourite colour? Is it white, white, black, blood red, brown, or blood red? Uh, I'm going to go with the second white. Okay, the second white. I'm going to go with the first black. Okay, there was only one black, so good. I thought you said black twice. No, I said I said. Well, okay. that's me and my equality for you. <laughs> um, what is your greatest fear? Growing up, scrap heaps, being opened up, not being really, really good at drumming, <laughs> being killed by the protagonist's brother, being killed by the protagonist. I would have to say not being able to drum really, really well. <laughs> I'm going to go for being killed by the protagonist's brother. Because at least if you were killed by the protagonist, it'd be significant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But just, just being killed by like one of his relatives is a bit dull, if nothing else. <laughs> by his second uncle. He's just like, oh, God damn it, Uncle Baz. You, I don't know why Uncle, <laughs> uncle Baz. He's just come back from the pub with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just killed two of John. the stylish men in Wales. <laughs> Uncle Baz, um, the most yeah. stylish Welshman of the year. That, that's going to be me, mate. You just hold on. You just hold on. And next week when we give you the update and I'm number two on the list. <laughs> what, next to Tom Jones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in third place is just like David Schaffernacker. Michael Schaffernacker, isn't it? The weatherman who's like English. Um... Not even in Wales. Schaffernacker. Is he, is he yeah. in Wales at least? Is he? I mean, I think he's probably visited there at some point. So they probably made it from the time which David, every, Michael Schaffernacker. Every was there. weatherman has to go to Wales to yeah. witness the horrors of this world. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on to the final question in the BuzzFeed quiz, before it sort of like automatically scrolls you down and gives you your answer. You find a wallet containing a million dollars. What do you do? Do you ride down the snowy hill with it? <laughs> I already contain a million dollars. That, that's just an option. Oh, okay. Do you return it? Then I'll make loads and loads when I'm really, really good at drumming. <laughs> Eat it, or nothing. I put it all on my expenses anyway. I, um, I'll make loads anyway when I'm really, really good at drumming. Oh yeah. Um, out of those, I'd probably eat it. I wonder how a million dollars would would taste. <laughs> Okay, so uh, it's not the computer, not me, is currently calculating your answers from this genuine BuzzFeed quiz that you can do online. Your browser took 5.02 seconds to <laughs> load these answers. Jordan, let's start with you. You are the concept of greatness hey. from Whiplash. Congratulations. You like to be great. Brilliant. Can't argue good with on, that. Good on you, Jordan. I'm in leagues with Tony the Tiger. <laughs> That was exactly what he was going for. That was the plot of Whiplash. He wants to be Tony I the Tiger. I want to be great. Do you remember the... Oh, and this kind of links back into our deaths. Um, the rumours that the guy from that uh, Kellogg's the uh, yeah. thingy advert killed himself. I was always under the impression that that was completely true. The rumour around our school was that he killed himself by putting two pencils up his nose <laughs> and then headbutting a table so that they penetrated his brain. <laughs> like Much the Joker. Like... Yeah, yeah. 
Oh God, if Heath Ledger had been in that commercial, <laughs> that, that advert alongside Tony the Tiger, and they're both like, they've got like Coco, the Coco Pops monkey against the wall. And, <laughs> oh. Do you want to know how I got these scars? It was from eating too many cornflakes. Moving along. <laughs> how do you I get love, scars from eating cornflakes? I love how we got all the mascots there, but we went to cornflakes, which is in no way related to Frosties or Coco oh, Pops. Oh, God, Frosties are Tony the Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. I thought he was... Wait, what's... Oh, cornflakes corn is, is the chicken. Cornflakes yeah. is a um, anti-masturbatory device, which is what it was invented yes, for. Yes, 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 I remember yeah. hearing this. Go on, this. go on, tell this story. Um, Ke- the listeners Kellogg's, home. the man who invented... Kellogg's cornflakes. He um he was very he was very very was he was he Catholic was he Catholic he was very religious he was yeah, very yeah, yeah. he was very he was he was very devoutly religious he was very anti self pleasure either way so he thought what <laughs> what better way like Oliver Cromwell yeah what better way than to invent something that you force masturbators to masturbate with that would really hurt so he <laughs> so he made he made. <laughs> He made cornflakes and it, and it never you took can't. off. No, Instead... no, no, no. I've I've got to. St- I don't think you're telling that correctly, Jordan. Probably not. It was. I can't remember what it was. He intentionally designed cornflakes, and the idea was it was kind of the opposite of an aphrodisiac. I don't know what you right. refer to those as. What? And that, that it's just that it's so dull that you just an aphrodisiac. Like... Yeah, exactly. There we go. Good word. I, Thank you. I, I still think you, you don't my story like... is better. <laughs> You're not meant to masturbate with the cornflakes. I, I think that's what he wanted them to do. Because you can imagine that cornflakes are really sharp. That would be off-putting. I thought that was the and idea of it. You said earlier, but... how can you injure yourself by eating too many cornflakes? <laughs> <laughs> so you can't put your mouth, but you can permanently it's... scar your penis with them. <laughs> the exact opposite of um, of Weetabix, which is supposed to give you all the energy for the day. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway. Okay, uh, James, to go back to the yes, quiz, I've yes. got your results. You how are did I do? The Kestrel from hey! Kes. From Kes, yeah, the... I'm Ken sure, I'm all right with classic, that. which is which is a, a great film. Um, I've got means... this bird, sir. <laughs> That's not what he says in the film, but it means that you're really good at flight. You like flying and being a bird. Well, there we go. So, congratulations! You're you're officially a Kestrel, and you're also from the north. So, you're basically the entire plot of Kes. In I, I'm the plot of Kes made man. Yeah. Did you did did your brother ever kill something of yours because you took his chip money to buy fish and chips? Um is that not spoilers for anyone who has That's hasn't spoilers seen? for the yeah. But we will have to put like maybe an alarm sound there. Like if, and why have you ruined Kez? Kez is know. a good film. It's so good. It's one of my favourite films, probably. If you want, top we can, 10 can of we all bleak time. that bit out in the edit? I could do, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of it, though, is with any Ken Loach film, it's down to watching it happen rather than actual, actually the plot itself. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's it's so good, Kez. It is a good film. I'm sorry I demeaned it in this way, through, <laughs> dragging it through BuzzFeed. I don't, I don't know. Did you wonder if any of the people out there listening occasionally think... They talk about these things an awful lot, and they bump up some things. Are they being are they being sponsored? <laughs> no, we are not being sponsored. <laughs> Though, if, if you do we want were. to get in touch and sponsor us, if you run Kellogg's, uh, <laughs> then if uh, the company behind Cornflakes would like to sponsor our Don't uh, Wank with cereal they, adverts, they, they've, campaign, they've come a long then. way now with their new asparagus cornflakes. <laughs> they, they've they've embraced the culture now. They're changing with the times, and their brand is all that much better for it. Yeah. Um, if 
for the sake of the others, if you were playing along at home with this quiz uh, and you had mostly A's, mostly the first answer I gave, uh, you were Rosebud, you were the sled from uh, Citizen Kane. There we go. Um, if you answered on the two questions in which I remember to include it, because I occasionally cut them out because I didn't quite write it for all of them, uh, you might have been R2-D2, with, <laughs> because George Lucas, I, I think incorrectly, I think he misunderstood what a MacGuffin was, but he said R2-D2 was the main MacGuffin for the entire Star Wars saga, um, so I threw him in. Okay. Um, if you were mostly the other one, the ones that sort of line up, uh, you were the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> so... Uh, congratulations on being a briefcase and being carried by Samuel L. Jackson. Um, that's what you all enjoy doing. Mm. Uh, yeah, then the, the concept of greatness, being really good at drumming from Whiplash, the Kestrel from Kez, uh, or the MP they're trying to kill in Kill List. Helen, <laughs> <laughs> was, was this from BuzzFeed or is this... No, this wasn't from BuzzFeed. Oh, I was going to say, the, uh, those all sounded <laughs> very like Robbie Owen films, as I would refer to them. Good, right. I, and I, I was going to say, yeah, that, that, that coincided almost too much. And she didn't have a horrible clickbait kind no, of exactly. title. And also, those were some very niche films yeah. from BuzzFeed site <laughs> to select to market to their fan base. But that's, that's, that, that was the joke I was going to. To explain what I've just done, that the, the thing they do is they make it as abundantly clear as possible like which member of friends you're going to be like it'll say i don't know uh what's your favorite color and it'll be like the one color that joey always wears or like uh what would you do in this situation and it'll describe an episode of friends in which rachel does this i don't know i I can't bear friends for reasons i'm not going to get into in this show but maybe maybe on a future show to come um but it's that kind of i was I'm not just explaining the joke. I felt I'd done it in a subtle enough way. I deconstructed BuzzFeed, but it's okay. no, I'm now I'm being torn apart of my own art. I'm it's 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 like basically Woody Allen's later work. It's when he oh. after he no no no, no I, I spotted where you were going there. No, I, I wasn't actually. I was going to talk about after Annie Hall and Stardust Memories and so on. Um, it's it's what he began to do. And not uh, the other stuff he does. Just out of interest, has anyone watched the new Annie? The new, yeah. The, what did you think of it? With Wallace. I don't know who that is. She was the girl in Beast of the Seven Worlds, and she's phenomenal in that film. It's a really oh. good film, Beast when of the Seven I, Worlds. When I first heard about Annie, I haven't seen it, but it was described to me as, oh, it's um, it's a remake of Annie, but with Jamie Foxx in. And mm. I was imagining Jamie Foxx playing Annie, which would have, <laughs> I, I maintain would have made for a significantly better film. It also would have been significantly better for Cameron Diaz just wasn't in it, as she is the most annoying woman alive, and she is absolutely unbearable in that. Like I, I generally like the film, but Cameron Diaz is just screeching and awful in it. No, it's a shame. It's a what, Jordan's what, pulling what, a face as though he wants what, to defend no, no, Cameron I Diaz. Don't, I don't want to defend Cameron Diaz because I agree with you. But do you think all of the films Cameron Diaz have been in has been in would be better without Cameron Diaz? <laughs> over, yeah, over the last few years, I don't years, know. There's something definitely. about Mary's still yeah, pretty good. Yeah. But if you look at the last five years. Definitely. Oh, and she hasn't done a good thing for no. quite some time. Well, like we we start. I th- I think this whole period before the whole iPad sex tape or whatever it's called. God, sex tape is um, awful. Before that, I think the whole thing kind of started with. It probably started before that, but mm. to me, it started with bad teacher. Mm. Oh, I never, I never. Sat I think she started. That started for me. It's like the downfall of Diaz. <laughs> I think she was on the wrong track before that, mm. and I think maybe that film was very commercially viable like i can understand it happening um whereas a lot of sex tape i can't understand why anyone would think that's a good idea to make a a film in which we're supposed to identify with characters who are so rich they just give ipads away to all of their friends that's uh, it's it's just an awful hideous film 
terrible, terrible business. But you can an... only really identify with it anyway. If you, if not only if you were that rich that you could do that, mm. but also if you'd somehow managed to film a sex tape, put it on the cloud for everyone to see, which mm. I don't think many people generally do. Yeah, it's not a daily occurrence. And, like there's this line at the end of it where sort of someone because you can delete things off the cloud, like remotely. Yeah. And seeing as there'd be no film or if they did that in like the opening five minutes, um, there's a line right at the end where someone goes, oh, you know, you can delete it off the cloud. And they go, huh. And you're going to make this whole film could have, like they've acknowledged the fact that this whole film could have just not existed. And yet they, they persisted with it. They, they shoved it down my throat and it made me throw up. It hit exactly a bit like the, the contents of the sex tape itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, God, that it's... would be a really graphic scene to throw in into the middle of. <laughs> Yeah, but there is no. If you go to see a film called Sex Tape, you expect to see a sex tape, I think. Do you see the sex tape? No. Oh. You sort of see the start of it. You see, like, Jason Segal lean over the camera in his boxes and go, we're going to make a sex tape, and then it cuts away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was that? That's, that's pretty much what it is. But it's... also, um, you occasionally get some of the audio from the sex tape. Yeah. But n- none of the actual sex tape. Seeing as we're on a film-based tangent, I want to just quickly throw in a story here. Okay, um, fire Because away. I thought this this could this should go on the podcast when it was happening. Uh, yesterday, I went to see Peppa Pig and the Golden Boots at the cinema. Did oh, okay. you voice along with the with the milkshake presenters? You're aware of this, then? I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've walked into <laughs> Firstly, screenings like, at work and beforehand. Seen it. I turned up early, and I thought I can't really walk in early and sit down before even the adverts come on for Peppa Pig and the Golden Boots. Um, and so I decided I'd hover in a toilet for a moment, sort of flick through Twitter or whatever, uh, just wait until the finger started, until there's adverts on, I could sort of sneak in or okay. whatever. Right. Um, I've run this similar thing when I've gone to, like, Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast or Moshi Monsters or whatever. Um, like, I, I'm not ashamed going to see them, but there's something about perhaps the less parents looking at me, the better. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can so see that. I was sat on a cubicle, at which point... Um, this guy comes in and sits down next to me. He's making sort of gro- groaning and grunting noises. Okay. Yeah, which is uncomfortable Disturbing. at the best of times. Yeah. yeah. And then his phone rings. Um, and he picks <laughs> it up. And he answers the phone. And he goes, all right, Matthew. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, sorry. Something's come up. Yeah, it's a really urgent family issue. Yeah, no, totally. Um, look, I'll be about two, three hours. Um, I'll get back to you then. Yeah, but it's, it's really, really urgent. Oh, cheers! Thanks for understanding. Thanks for understanding. It's it's really personal. It's really I'm quite upset. I'm, I'll be fine. I'll, yeah, it's all okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, and then he hangs up. Two minutes later, I saw him walking to a screening of Jupiter Ascending on his own. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I, yeah, I then after this walk into Peppa Pig, um, and they hadn't actually started the adverts yet. They've been the adverts yet. They've been a delay, so I was sat there waiting and had to sit through the whole bunch of adverts, and it's like. <sighs> The film is punctuated with, as James mentioned, these milkshake presenters yeah, yeah, who, yeah. they're a bewildering bunch of human beings. Oh, now I know what you mean by milkshake presenters. I went completely over my head. I forgot about the the child's TV yeah, show. Yeah, the Channel 5 the show. Channel th- is that still going? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? See, I remember, does anyone else, sorry, I'll, yeah, I, go, I won't go, go I won't for it, go out, for it. But um, just quickly, does anyone else remember anything like Toonatic or anything like yes. that? Yes. Because I missed those. Wait, yes. do you mean Toonami? No, no, no Toonatic. Toonatic. Oh. It was Jamie, Jamie and a girl. Was it, was it, um, not Holly with a booby that's on Celebrity Juice, but the other one, Fern Cotton. Was it? It was Fern Cotton. Was it Fern Cotton? It was Fern Cotton. Okay. 
I thought she was on the BBC. She did Smile on the BBC she with Ned did. the Bear. Yeah, yeah. That was was that after before? I don't oh, know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know, yeah, but I remember. I, remember I miss that. those things. What what's happened to children's TV? Um, Carry on with yeah, your story, so there, Robbie. The milkshake presenters, and they do. And in this screening, there were two because it was like Thursday about lunchtime, and right. there were two families who brought their children who were clearly like too young to be in school. Um, they and like because there was quite a small audience, and you were very aware of everything. Like none of the kids were really wanting to join in, and the milkshake presenters—they're so over energetic and like screaming, like oh, it's it's horrifying. Get up and dance! Get uh, up and dance! Jump around! Did and you then, join in? Uh, I did. I tried to a couple <laughs> of times. It's it's really quite quite alarming. There's, there's I, bits where they, they they tell you to like oin can make pig yeah. noises and they're, oh they're, this, this is all this is demeaning. Yeah, that's quite really demeaning. Is. <laughs> it is. It's I, like I have gone into the back of screenings like and, and checked them and made the noises alongside like well the milkshake presenters have told me so I might as well start oinking. I, I think this is an interesting segue for for our audience to get to know a bit more about our backstories. <laughs> what? What's the first film you ever went to see? In the cinema? Yeah, Ooh. in the cinema. Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2. First film I ever went to see, I was four years old, and it was that, was it The Sword and the Stone? The Camelot oh, yeah. one? Oh, when, yeah, where, yeah. Where she was the girl and she had the blind, stable hand with the staff mm-hmm. and the little dragon, two-headed dragon. That was a good film. I liked that film when I was little. Yeah, Toy Story 2 is still great. Yeah. I, Toy Story 2, though, that seems yeah. like... How old were you? I was four. Four? Yeah, because it came out in 99. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, wow. I went to see, to see Toy Story, so yeah. The first one, yeah. Don't know. Um, I can't. First one was ninety-five. Oh, maybe not then. I can't remember the first film I went to see, but the first like memory I have of going to the cinema, it was walking out of uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace with my dad, (laughs) and like I remember even at like that relatively young age of mine, I could tell that he was trying to hide how disappointed with the film he was. (laughs) I I don't. I I remember going to the Phantom Menace with uh, my uh, mom. I don't think I, I, she was. She's an avid fan of Star Wars, actually. From what I remember, she she liked the old ones, but I don't think she was too disappointed with the Phantom Menace. I think I think it varies to the kind of people, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, it it was it was good CGI and action yeah. wise, and they they could like. Why does everyone hate Jar Jar Binks so much? <laughs> He's just irritating. It was funny when you were a kid. I found it funny. I but, just had a. Bad sense um, of so, so, to quickly return to the Peppa Pig point, yeah. Um, as I was going to develop this into something, it's beginning to blur into. I forgot where it's going. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah. So the the thing begins like right. The last time I sweated in watching a film as much as I did watching Peppa Pig and the Golden Boots was when I watched Black Swan when I was thirteen, and oh. which was a really uncomfortable. I remember I watched it like upstairs in my grandparents' house, and they didn't know I was still awake and whatever, and it was a like really full on like uncomfortable experience watching that um and i sweated all the way through Pepe, like i sweated like a pig it was really like sort of them shouting at me and telling me what to do <laughs> and like not quite being able to do it but then do, do you remember the bit where the milkshake presenter like stamps out a cigarette and they shine the light in your face <laughs> and they say we know you'll know more than you're letting us know <laughs> <laughs> tell us where the money is and no one has to get hurt and like Peppa Pig and her brother George are tied up, and there's another like police sergeant just smacking them. <laughs> oh, like, the telephone! Let us know, fingers. and the pigs don't it's get hurt no more. Funny because that isn't far off the plot of the Golden Boot special episode <laughs> itself, which I mean, I've had 24 hours to forget the plot. Um, 
But as I recall, the plot of Peppa Pig and the Golden Boots, the actual mini episode itself, the 50-minute extended episode, right? Okay, is Peppa, uh, for some reason, has boots made of gold. She's in denial about the fact they might be yellow. She says they're made of actual solid gold, okay. which makes them really heavy to jump in. Um, and Daddy Pig sometimes competes in a competition. Uh, it was like the biggest muddy puddle jumping competition in the world. Uh, and he's the he's the reigning champion. He's the best. Um, and Peppa goes, oh, my daddy always wins. He's like, oh, oh, I sometimes do win. Yes, Peppa. Um, and then so they go outside. Peppa's outside of all the friends, like all the, the so on. Uh, and they're all jumping in muddy puddles. And they're singing the song, jumping up and down in muddy puddles. Like that. Uh, which the music presenter tried to get me to sing. I didn't. I wouldn't break. Um, <laughs> at which point, Peppa's mum comes outside and shouts, does anyone want orange juice? So they all go outside and leave their boots outside. Um, at which point, a duck and the camera stays on the outside of the house, like like a scene in Birdman. Uh, <laughs> and at which point, a mischief, the mischievous Mrs. Duck, who is literally just a duck, like all the other characters talk and they're also in some way anthropomorphized. Mrs. Duck isn't. She's just a duck. She quacks. She <laughs> she she is a duck. She isn't like stood on two hind legs or anything. Okay. Uh, she walks on, gets in her boot steals pepper's boots um and runs away and pepper then comes back outside and can't find her boots and continues to chase after them mummy pig can't catch them um at which point the duck turns up at the dock where captain dog is with his son danny dog um and he's saying i'm about to sail off onto the seven seas um and <laughs> danny dog says but you said you'd never sail and leave me alone dad <laughs> <laughs> what and uh, so Captain Dog then looks at his son in the eye and goes, Oh, yes, I'm packing the sailor's life in. I'm never sailing again. Well, quickly changed <laughs> his mind there. Exactly. Um, the duck then turns up and the, the duck runs off and Pepper and so on get in the boat and the guide goes, oh, I'm going to sail again. Uh, they sail after him. They turn up on an island where there's this crazy old guy has been living. I think he's like a bunny has been living there on his own for uh, 60 years he's been shipwrecked wrecked um <laughs> did you just say shit wrecked <laughs> uh, in which time probably if he's been there for that long um in which time he's built a spaceship and gone to the moon and back but still can't get off this desert island um <laughs> and so pepper thinks that the because the ducks can fly and the duck hovers a bit at which point Pepper assumes the duck has gone to the moon. And so and this guy conveniently goes, I've been to the moon. I've got a rocket can go to the moon. So Pepper and her friends go to the moon for, again, no logical reason. Where there's a shop run by Mrs. Rabbit, which sells like tourism goods, like buckets and spades. <laughs> How did Mrs. Rabbit get back and forth? Exactly. This isn't explained. There's so many plot holes in this. And the dialogue and the exposition's pretty shoddy. Um, and then so they land back and realise, oh, the duck hasn't been there to the moon. Actually, Pep is just gone to talk to Pepper's granddad, who, unlike, the duck's been really resistant to give these boots back. The moment it sees, like, Grandpa Pig, it just gives the boots to him. It just goes, oh, okay, fine, I'll have the boots. Yeah, because Grandpa Pig took his hunting rifle and killed the entire <laughs> yeah. family. <laughs> and then there's a bit when they land back down with uh, Grandpa Pig, and they ev 
Grandpa Pig goes, oh, I know these are Peppa's boots, but I want everyone to try them on like Cinderella, at which point a character turns to the screen and says, it's like Cinderella, and they only fit Pepper. And so Pepper goes along to the jumping contest because they're just in time. Daddy Pig jumps, and the jumping competition is presented by a guy called Mr. Potato, okay. who, I mean, the rest of them is are he... all animals. This guy is just a potato with a moustache, and he's... <laughs> I can see you. Sorry, I can see you turning my volume down. I'm just. Um, I'm being wary of it because I can see in your face how irate you're getting about <laughs> Mr. Potato. <laughs> he's a potato with a moustache and a French accent, and he turns up and he's presenting the coverage Wait, of whoa, the whoa, 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 jumping competition. Whoa, hold on. Why does the potato have a French accent? <laughs> I don't know. There is no reason for the potato. And he comes out and goes, Oh, I am Mr. Potato. I am presenting the biggest puddle jump competition. I suppose if he's a and... Maris Piper potato, they come from France. So. <laughs> but then he goes right. So he goes, the first contestant is Daddy Pig. Also, everyone refers to him as Daddy Pig. Like before before him and Mummy Pig have gone and done the naughty thing and created pepper and george are they still called daddy pig is it a really presumptuous name <laughs> or are they just like vanilla pig and strawberry pig and then then reassign titles once they've had because parenting just redefines your life and everyone refers to them like on national television on the jumping competition they're referred to as mummy and daddy pig so daddy pig takes his jump anyway and he like flies up miles in the air lands in the puddle big splash huge splash and the potato goes oh that is a huge splash yeah you can have this cup and he gives him the cup. He gives him the trophy after the first contestant and goes like, <laughs> you've automatically won. At which point the like Mr. Elephant comes along and goes, what about me? I'm jumping. And he goes, oh, yes, you jump. And the elephant does an even bigger jump and they give the trophy to Mr. Elephant. And Pepper's really disappointed. He goes, oh, daddy always wins. Oh, what a letdown you are. You're such a disappointment. I hate you. I wish I was never born. Um, and then Pepper goes, oh, can I try? And Mr. Potato goes like, oh, yes, having already given the trophy away twice. He goes, oh, you might as well. And so Pepper jumps and does a really rubbish jump and it barely makes a splash. And you think, fair play, you're a bit of a pain in the neck of late Pepper. And like the, the trouble you're putting your parents to. It's like you hear all these stories about, I don't know, like athletes' children who will, their parents will drive them miles and miles in order to get them competition. In, and like, at least they reward them with a gold medal. Like, Pepper's getting nothing. I know her boots, her boots are yellow. Like, she's constantly having this argument with, uh, what's her name, like Sarah the Sheep or whatever her name is, about whether or not her boots are gold or yellow. And uh, look, they're yellow, mate. I mean, they haven't even gone to any effort to make them look gold. Occasionally they shine, but they're yellow. Um, that's, not, that's not a gold medal. There's no there's no toil and effort going in here yet she drives her parents to such extremes it's really she's she's a despicable human being i mean pig Wait, um, what? <laughs> and so she jumps and she does nothing like she isn't getting the truck cup here um and mr potato goes oh that is not a very good jump that was a bit rubbish <laughs> um at which point pepper then says oh can i jump with all of my friends which no you can't that's against the rules uh, but the potato goes oh yes you can and so they have like 20 people come and jump in the same puddle and yeah obviously that's going to have a splash and you think well why don't like daddy pig and mr elephant team up and and besides where's the trophy gonna go it's just a stupid stupid thing because you can't have <laughs> 20 people 20 pigs 20 sheep like the dogs whatever Basically, every character from the story comes and jumps up and down. Oh, and the guy's finally moved off his desert island. He wasn't particularly bothered about it. Like he's now, I don't know where he's going to live. Like, is he going to be homeless? Is he going to be living sort of on the hill in the lead up to Peppa Pig's house? When we see the next episode and they're driving down the hill, are we just going to see, like, Mr. whatever his name is, like, 
homeless dolphin on the island or whatever. I can't remember what he was. He was a rabbit or something. He's going to be lying there, like, dossing about, asking George for any small change. He gives him his dinosaur. And then that leads on to the next five-minute, six-minute episode. No, so Pepper and all the friends are jumping in this puddle. <laughs> <laughs> They're jumping in this puddle. They've all jumped in this puddle. Um, at which point... <laughs> But 20 of them are the sole contestants in this competition. Uh, basically, they shouldn't have been allowed to enter, never mind win the stupid contest. And then the the potato man gives them the cup and goes, you are the best at jumping. And he goes, no, you're not. Like Together, if the, entire if the entire population of Earth stood on each other's shoulders and the person at the bottom did a little hop, we would automatically win the high jump. But it wouldn't count. There must be some kind of regulations run by the official Olympic committee to make sure that this event is official. And I'm just sick and tired of this. It then ends on Pepper singing the same song as earlier. And also, like, no one joins in with her when she sings. It, it's a bit like me going on this, 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 this rant and not leading to anything. Like, no one joining it. It's, it's just... No, it's... it's that, okay. So that was my experience with Pepper Pig and the Golden Boots. <laughs> it was... An experience. I, I mean, like, when we came into the studio today, I don't know about you, Jordan, but I've usually got a fair idea of what to expect. <laughs> I think, you know what? We'll each bring some things. We'll do some stuff. We'll have a few jokes. But I wasn't anticipating a 12-minute rant about your viewing of Peppa Pig and the Golden Boots. It's... Just, <laughs> if anything, I'm more amazed that you went on for 12 minutes So am I. I mean, that was almost, as, considering the episode itself is 15 minutes long. <laughs> I think I'm pretty you impressed ranted, by... You did, you did a Longer Than Peppa Pig episode rant on yeah. a Peppa Pig episode. Yeah, and I think there's probably still leverage. I didn't cover quite how stupidly <laughs> Mrs. Duck walks. <laughs> oh, so she, she's Mrs. Duck, like not Miss Duck. So presumably Robbie, there's a Mr. Duck Robbie, out there somewhere. Robbie, Robbie it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Peppa Pig isn't here. She can't <laughs> hurt you now. Okay, so uh, that was my BuzzFeed quiz. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for, <laughs> thank you, everyone for participating. Discharge. Every Friday from 5 till 7 on Phantom Radio. On the first day, there were three things. There was the student union. There was D1. <laughs> okay. And there was discharge. Discharge back then was only two-headed. And it went looking for its other heads by calling them during their opening shows. <laughs> mm -hmm. By day two, both Jordan and Ben have joined the team. Paris is invented and Diana dies mysteriously <laughs> in a tunnel. Day three... We create the rest of the world around Paris because Paris is the centre of the oh, yeah. world. Obviously, at this point, the student union cuts off D One's head. Oh. They then proceed to staple it to a steaming pile of Nigel Farage's feces. <laughs> they then oh. they send this parading around the world and call it Phantom Radio. <laughs> The mockery of a world we, na we used to know as D1, now called Phantom. By day four, we're broadcasting inside the dead, headless corpse of D1 <laughs> now. We've just invented the podcast. This is something that we've just done. By day five, the Phantom Gestapo knock down the door, take Robbie away. Just Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would target me. No, day fair. six. I would too. Robbie dies. Yep. 
Oh. James and Jordan are caught living inside Jessica Ennis's safe house. <laughs> oh, she never did get back in touch with us. No. Yeah. And then by then, day seven, everyone kills themselves because discharge no longer exists. Jessica Ennis, shedding a single tear, finally says, tentacle penis. Oh, it's Dick Beast we wanted yeah, to say. Yeah, it was Dick Beast. Dick Beast. She got it wrong. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I suppose we should fill in the listeners here. Um, <laughs> yeah, and also, like, Jordan, you said it was going to be thinly veiled. That I've... was not... There was nothing thin about there was that. Slight, there was a slight... No, 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 there was no, no, no. veil. I, I preferred it. <laughs> I, I would rather we be up front mm. in our anti-phantom media sentiment. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anti. I think we're dubious towards the concept. Dubious towards the concept because the concept is that phantom... We have a thing... We used to we used to broadcast. This studio was collectively known as D One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now under a new brand as Phantom Radio, and of course, you you're if you're listening, which obviously you are if you're <laughs> listening. Um, we we podcast, we make podcasts in the studio, but the radio itself hasn't actually started it isn't broadcasting. No. It's not it's not functioning. Basically, so. we, we were told, oh, by the way, guys, we're going to be rebranding, but none of the reband rebranders gone. Well, no. the radio isn't even operating. Uh, as you may have recalled from hearing uh, other phantom media broadcasts, obviously, <laughs> all of them. Obviously, you, you're from some sort of parallel dimension because it isn't broadcasting <laughs> over here. <laughs> Nothing has gone out yet. So, I mean, I, I suppose in a way, this is more just sort of an update to people. <laughs> and to those of you wondering when we're going to be back doing shows live, where we're going to be doing shows live. It's not in our hands. Yeah. It's in the hands of the 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 phantom spirit, and we can't quite get hold of it, obviously, because it's a ghost. Yeah, and <laughs> well, it just—I don't even know if it's a ghost. I don't. Is it D One's ghost? I hope it's not. I think if D One had a ghost, it would be a nice ghost. <laughs> yeah. We'd well, hope as much. It's Casper, yeah. just just handing out sweets and ectoplasm. <laughs> so um, I, I suppose, as ever, we do need to thank our adoring listener or listeners or. If you're listening to this, basically, just cheers for sticking it out and riding through all of today's adventures, be it dead celebrities, be it a 10-minute, 12-minute rant about <laughs> Peppa Pig and the Golden Boots. This is always my murders as well. Yeah. <laughs> this is always my favourite bit of the podcast. It's the bit where you kind of go, so anyway, thank you for... And then you'll, you'll begin to say the same thing, but in like incre- every week it becomes more sort of stuttery as you try to find an original way of saying the same <laughs> sentence. I don't know. I think it's I just just words. We've but, we, we value every listener here. Yeah, we, we do. Obviously, without anyone listening, we're just three people talking to each other in, in a room somewhere at the back of uni. <laughs> so... Cheers for listening, though, yeah. guys. It, it, it's much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, um, and just to say, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want more verbal discharge, you can find us on our on blog online, which is verbaldischarge.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter, which is at verbdisradio. Some blight talk verbal discharge. Or you can find us on Facebook, which is uh, just search for verbal discharge. Yeah, pretty much. And there we are. So we've got the social oh, media. And oh, also, oh. actually, um, I mentioned last week it wasn't working. It is now working, the email addresses. Ah, you yes. can email us at either stuff at verbaldischarge.co.uk or things at verbaldischarge.co.uk <laughs> or hello at verbaldischarge.co.uk. I set a number up and they're all basically the same. Um, but if you, send, if you have anything to send us, we will happily read it out. And actually, uh, this can lead on to our first question of the week, which we want you all to answer and we will all come up with the answer for next week, um, which I'm going to impose the first one, and we can take it in turns <laughs> okay. to um, That's do this. That's just reminded me of what we haven't done. What we haven't done. I've done this. I've done it, but I realise 
neither of you have, so no, I'm going to bring no, it up. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> so our first question of the week, and I want you all of you to write in with this. You can send the email at things at verbaldischarge.co.uk or on Facebook or Twitter. Who is your least favourite member of the Verbal Discharge <laughs> team and why? Oh, okay. oh right. This, is this the one we're opening with? The one that will tear us apart at the seams? Yep. Should I, I, should I be writing this down? Maybe. Oh, maybe. We, in fact, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and not respond to this question. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I, no. I'm interested I'm to responding. see what the, what, so, the, what the fan base has yep. to say. So if you want to... If you, if you particularly can't bear one of us, then, <laughs> then please get in touch and tell us just why. One of us is going to be very sad by the end of next week. Let's go straight away into the... I don't know if we've ever done it with you, Robbie. Robbie, final word of the show. Hong. <laughs>